Welcome to the At Passion This Show, where it's our mission to highlight the positive impact being made by successful entrepreneurs in the medical cannabis industry. Now, here's the host of the At Passion This Show, Tim Strombol. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into the Cash and Biz Show. Thank you so much for being with us. Tim Strombel, I'm your host for this afternoon. Whether you're listening to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or CashandBiz.com, we're very happy that you are with us. Uh, we have a very cool interview for you this afternoon. This lady is a young entrepreneur. She just told me that she just graduated back in May. Her young company, Graduana, you can talk. You can check her out and the company on Graduana.com. They're doing some really cool things. They're connecting professionals with thriving companies in the cannabis industry. Her name is Carson Humiston. She is the president of Graduana.com. In this show, we're going to talk about the, some of the issues surrounding employment in the cannabis space. How is employee turnover uh, affecting cannabis businesses? And we're also going to talk to Carson about who she is and what Graduana is all about, how they're addressing that. Before we get to that, before we welcome uh, Carson into the show, I just want to let you guys know the podcast is being presented today by Online Marijuana Design, the original and longest-lasting cannabis branding agency in North America. These guys have been featured on CNN, GeekWire, Huffington Post, MJ Business Daily, on and on and on. You can check them out Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, OMD Agency, at OMD Agency or OMDAgency.com. Carson, welcome into the show this afternoon. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. How are you today? Yeah, Tim, thanks so much for having me on. I'm doing great. Great to be here. Thank you so much again for taking some time because we're very excited to talk with you. First of all, uh, I guess let's talk about the big issue that we really want to cover in this podcast, uh, employment in the cannabis industry. What are some of the biggest issues you see and how is Graduana starting to address those issues? Yeah, that's a great question and a great place to start. So employment in the cannabis industry, one of the biggest problems um, a lot of employers are facing is turnover. Turnover is very high. So I would say that's that's one of the first problems. One of the second problems is the employees that are attracted to the cannabis industry up until recently when the industry started going more mainstream weren't necessarily the most professional, most qualified employees. They might have been people that were, you know, had a really strong connection with the plant, were really passionate about cannabis, but maybe not necessarily the skills to drive the businesses forward. And those people with the skills were kind of reluctant because of the stereotype surrounding the industry. So as the industry moves mainstream, the cannabis industry is in need for educated, skilled professionals that join companies, you know, drive the businesses forward. So you found Graduana, you're now the president. When did you launch it? And what really gave you that spark to say, hey, this is the idea, this is what I want to go do? Sure, it's, it's, it's a pretty interesting story. So I was working with the Cannabis World Congress and Business Expo part-time during college. So I started with them at you know their first show and I was doing a lot of sales and helping on-site, so helping with the expos. And I would talk to companies about you know, some of their biggest problems. And one of the problems that I found was that companies were saying, you know, we really need good employees. We need good people to help our businesses. And also employee turnover is high. And I thought, wow, that, that's pretty interesting. Had, didn't have any idea about Graduana, but I went back to college to St. Lawrence and I went to my career services office and I said, listen, I really want to get a job in the cannabis industry. Do you think that you guys can help me get connected with some companies? Can you give me some advice on how I can get a job in the industry? And the lady at Career Services was basically horrified 
that I was saying I wanted to go into the cannabis industry. Kind of gave me the list of reasons why it wasn't a good idea, a lot of uncertainty, federally illegal. They didn't have any connections in the industry. They didn't know anything about the industry. They didn't know where I could get information about the industry. So as I was walking out the door, I overheard a friend of mine saying that he was looking for a job in consulting and he was having a hard time finding a job. So at this point, I just kind of wanted to prove to this lady at Career Services that there were opportunities in the industry. So I went back to the library and I started Googling cannabis consulting companies. And I knew a couple of them from the trade shows. And I printed out some information about these companies and showed them to my friend and said, you know, have you ever thought about trying to go into consulting in the cannabis industry? Gave him the, the classic lines. It's America's fastest growing industry, huge opportunity for growth. And he was totally excited about it. Went back to career services, showed the lady who I was connecting my friend with. Still, she was not very supportive of the idea. But then I got the idea, you know, there's an opportunity here for students to be connected into the industry. So I started calling companies and saying, hey, I can find you an intern. Let me find you an intern. And that's where it started, by placing interns with companies. And we did some intern placements, and then it grew into higher level positions. And that's really where I took off. So it was sort of a, a fluke that it happened, and there's a huge need for it. So you made that connection. You start to see the need. You start to fill the need. Then when did you say, hey, I want to make this into a company? You start building the site, and you start putting the word out. Exactly. So I graduated in May. I graduated a week after I graduated. I got in the car and drove out to Colorado, and we had the website built and went to the trade show in New York, the Cannabis World Congress Business Expo in New York, had a booth there, and from there out, we're taking on clients left and right. Now, what industry or past experience did you have? I mean, you mentioned uh, getting out of college and getting straight into this, but what was your background going to be, or what, I guess what was it, uh, before you started this? In college, I had a travel business called On Track Adventures, so I was kind of used to being um, a business owner, I guess you could say, and so we were organizing college trips. I did that, and then I was doing sales for Cannabis World Congress and Business Expo, and really a lot of people-to-people -people interactions. I often would find myself in college helping my friends look for jobs or practice doing interviews with them, so I've always sort of loved working with people. and started doing recruiting and really realized, wow, this is something that I really enjoy doing. You know, I, you know, when you find a great candidate and you connect them with the client and it's just a perfect match and they start working and they do a great job, it's a really great feeling. But, you know, I, I didn't have, it's not like I came from some extreme recruiting background. Now, you're a female entrepreneur in a space that's been predominantly male. We're starting to see a little bit of a shift as more uh, women enter the space. Uh, you do the the actual job of connecting people with businesses. So you'd think you'd be very good at helping other females get into the industry as well. How have you seen, I guess, the percentage of men to women kind of developing and changing over your short period in the space? That's a great question. And actually, I hadn't thought about that, but seven of the placements were females out of 11. So I am a member of Women Grow. They have all the statistics to back it, but this looks like it's going to be a women-dominated industry. And I think this is one of the first times in history that we've seen a brand new industry being dominated by women. I don't have the exact statistics to support it, so I'm not, I'm not going to go too deep into that question. But what I can say is seven placements we've made have been females. 
Very exciting stuff. That's a very, uh, it's a good portion uh, of the placements that you guys have already uh, put up. Now, could you talk about how cannabis has impacted your life uh, personally? I mean, uh, did you ever think you were going to have a profession or a job in the cannabis industry? No, I really never would have thought I was going to have a professional career in the cannabis industry. I don't have a deep connection with the plant, honestly. I'm totally for legalization, but personally, don't smoke and, and really don't foresee myself smoking, but it's a great opportunity. And I think that, you know, people might think, oh, I don't smoke. I Maybe I can't get into the cannabis industry. And I think that's a big misconception that a lot of people have, particularly these colleges. Colleges don't want to promote opportunities to their students because of federal funding or they think it's not a serious industry. And it's obviously a problem. Now, what's the overall goal for Graduana? I guess, what's the long term? What do you want to turn it into? Yeah, we'd like to help every existing cannabis company and every future cannabis company find great employees. Straight up. I love it how simple that is, too. Now, could you talk about maybe some roadblocks you've hit early on and, and kind of developing it, maybe getting the word out, maybe getting the facilitating between businesses and employees? What troubles have you guys come across so far? That's also a great question. And the number one problem that I faced in the beginning was establishing relationships with colleges. So typically recruiters will post on job boards and then they'll get flooded with applicants and a lot of the applicants are no good. And I really wanted to build a great relationship with schools. So then we can say, okay, we need an accountant. Can, can the, the head of the accounting department send an email out to all the students or in all the alumni that majored in accounting that have either graduated or on the verge of graduating and tell them about this op awesome opportunity. So for me in the beginning, it was a lot of going around to different colleges, meeting with the heads of departments, meeting with career services, and really showing the schools, listen, this isn't, let's go and send your accounting student to go and get high. Look at this salary. Look at what they're going to be doing. This is a professional position and we need one of your awesome students. And so building the relationships with the schools and the career services was definitely a roadblock. But, you know, I have, you know, for example, DU has been extremely supportive with us. And that's really, they have tons and tons and tons of great students and a great alumni network. And so that's been a, that been a huge help. But establishing that relationship is a problem. And we're going to continue to work through it. So you go ahead, you start Graduana. What was plan, I mean, I don't want to say it like this, but what was plan A? So before you realized you had this opportunity in the cannabis space, you had to be thinking, okay, I'm going to do this, maybe after college, have this profession. So what profession for you was really going to draw your heart and your passion, and then you turned that into cannabis? Yeah, so before I started uh, wanting to go into the cannabis industry, I really thought that I was going to do my student travel business for life, and it just started, ended up being, you know, drunk college people, breaking things on trips, really wasn't that much fun, <laughs> and went to some of these, was an economics major, was paying attention, went to some of these cannabis trade shows, and saw the opportunity, and, and wanted to go for it. Again, I want to let you guys know the podcast being presented by our friends at Online Marijuana Design, the preeminent packaging, marketing, and design agency in the cannabis industry. Of course, you're interested in talking to them because I mentioned that they're awesome. Uh, take your business to the next level. Go ahead and do that, omdagency.com. Once again, that's omdagency.com. Tell them Cash and Biz sent you, and they will hook you up with a free consultation. That's a heck of a deal. Uh, now, walk us through, Carson, if you could. By the way, we're talking with Carson Humiston. She's the president of Graduana.com. 
could you walk us through, I guess, how the site actually works? So maybe from the employer side first, and then we'll get to the employee side, or we can do it all at once. It's kind of up to you. But how does the whole thing work operational? So a client's going to come to us, and, and they're going to tell us, you know, we're, we're looking for an employee. So the first thing that we need to do is we need to put together a scorecard. And this scorecard is really going to define three things. So the mission, you know, why does this position exist? This is really going to define the essence of a job to a, to a high degree. So once we define the mission, then we need to define the outcome. And this is where a lot of people make the mistake. We need to describe exactly what needs to get done. So typically, I look for having three to eight specific objective outcomes that the person must accomplish. For example, maybe we say, you, got, you need to grow revenue by $2 million by the end of the second year. And this sort of scares off the B and the C players. And it also allows our candidates to know how they're going to be judged. You know, if, if they're a B or a C player, they're not going to be able to fake it because they're going to know, this is what I have to do, this is how I'm going to be judged, and there's no, there's no point in even applying for this because I'm not going to be able to do it. So it really weeds out our B and C players. And the third thing, which is arguably the most important, is cultural competency. So this is the behavior that the person's going to have to get the job done. So efficiency, honesty, following through, all these cultural ways that will describe the person. And so once we define this scorecard, then our team gets to work on the recruiting process. And I would say this scorecard is the most important step in the process. We really need to define the mission of the position, the outcome, why it's there, and the types of characteristics that a client wants to have in an employee before we can go out and start finding the perfect fits for the positions. So you talked about it from the employee side. You talked about it from the employer side. Can you talk about how hiring decisions affect the workflow of cannabis businesses or businesses in general, really? I mean, I saw the stat you guys had up on your site. I thought it was a fantastic stat of how much money it costs if you go the wrong way or just a bad hire and how that can affect a company. Can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. So typically, the hiring success rate of managers is only about 50%. And according to the Harvard Business Review, as much as 80% of employee turnover is due to bad hiring decisions. And now if you want to know about you know, the exact cost of this, there's this book, um, it's called Who, and it's a New York Times bestseller, and it goes and it does all these studies, and they survey all these Fortune 500 companies, and they discovered that the average hiring mistakes cost a company 15 times that person's annual salary, and not to mention the countless wasted in hours. So you might ask yourself, there, you know, there's no way that can be possible. You know, where does this cost come from? And there's, you know, really two main places where these costs come from. So you've got the cost of internal recruiting. So sourcing the resumes, going through countless resumes, the time that you're going to take to conduct the interviews, performing the reference test. Maybe you need to drug test. All of that internal work. And if you don't know what you're doing, it adds even more time. So, you know, kind of the cost of recruitment. And then also the cost associated with, you know, employee termination. So how much you invest into your people. How much time have you put into training them? What's it going to cost you to train a new person? How much time, you know, that new person's manager spends working with them rather than doing what they need to do. So really when, it, when, when you look at the overall potential loss, for making a hiring mistake, it makes sense to go with a professional recruiting agency that knows what they're doing is going to is going to find you the right candidate and ensure that you don't have this hiring mistake. 
Carson, have you seen more interest so far from the business side that are looking for employees or from employees who are looking to be placed in a business? What have you had more uh, interest in so far? Employees that are looking for a job in the industry. So on our website, you know, there's a place for job seekers to go and upload their resume all free. And we average about 100 per day of people that want to get into the industry ranging from all different types of positions. So, you know, I don't think there's even enough companies to sustain the amount of people that are coming to us looking for opportunities. So then how do you vet them? How do you figure out, okay, this would be a good match for here. That person might not be a good match for there. How does that process Mm -hmm. work? So the first thing we do is we look at the, we look at the resumes and see if the, the, the candidate candidate is even, even relevant. So then after we decide, once we get it down to on paper who's relevant, then really the process starts from there. So the first thing that goes down is the screening interviews. These interviews are typically conducted over the phone and, you know, some sample questions are, what are your career goals? What are you really good at professionally? What are you not good at professionally? You know, who were your last five bosses and how will they rate you when we talk with them? So that's sort of the screening interview. And from there, we can get a pretty good sense of the candidate. Then we go into the second phase interview. So the candidates that make it beyond that point, and we call this our top grading interview. So here, we really want to learn their story. We want to learn their patterns, their strengths. And this reveals the data points. So we might ask them, what were you hired to do? You know, um, what accomplishments are you the most proud of? What were some low points? Who did you work with? What changes did you make? And here we can really get to know their story, their strengths, their weaknesses, as well as figure out if they really did accomplish the objectives that they were hired to do in their past job. Then we go into the reference checks. So we call their last bosses. And, you know, some of the things we might ask the last bosses are, you know, Sarah said that you would rate her a 9 out of 10. Do you agree with this statement? You know, why is she not a 10 out of 10? We have a whole list of standard questions that we ask when we're reference checking. Then after that, we go into the focused interview where we really focus on the job that they're going to be designed to do. And from there, we have we end up coming up with five, typically five, really, really strong candidates that we present to the client. And the client will conduct their own interview. You know, a lot of companies have internal ways of interviewing that they like to do. And they go ahead and they do it, perform it on each of the five, and then they decide which one they want. And they move along. So it's an extremely thorough process. We've had cases where they've ended up hiring two people because they they like them so much. Wow. Okay. So you make uh, you you graduate college back in May. Now you move out to Denver. You start Graduana. You're having success with the company. Curveball question: What does Carson Humiston do in her free time? Yeah, that's. I don't have a lot of free time right now, but no, I'm just kidding. I'm I really like doing outdoor stuff. So. Hiking, biking, have made a lot of really great friends out here that like doing active activities. We did a 14er, which was exciting the other day. Um, really, as a mountain that's over 14,000 feet high. So we hiked a 14er, which was a, you know, a Colorado experience that was great. I love hanging out with my family. Very exciting all around. Now, what sort of companies are finding? Uh, are you finding employees for to get back to Graduana after we get back off the curveball? What sort of companies uh, are are you really filling positions for? Okay, I would. Say, I mean, it's all across the board. Canna Advisors is a consulting group, and they were our most recent placement. 
they came to us looking for a technical writer, an executive assistant, and a project manager. So that, that's a consulting group. So there's an example. I'm Incredibles. They're an infused products company. The Marijuana Investment Group. Investment Group. So there's not really one specific type of company that is coming to us looking for employees. We've had more ancillary businesses than per se, you know, dispensaries. Not to say that we wouldn't find bud tenders or trimmers or grow masters. That just hasn't happened yet. Now, I saw that you offer job tours on the site as well. Could you talk about what that's all about? I'd love to. So this is where my past travel business kind of comes into play. I really, really want to show people in a hands-on way the cannabis industry. Just because there's such a stigma around the industry, like I was telling you from the colleges, being from the East Coast, you know, people will make jokes to me like, hey, like how much weed are you growing? And it's, you know, to just annoying. So anyway, I really want to show people <laughs> what a professional industry this is. So we, I partnered with My420 Tours, which is an awesome tourism company, and we created a industry job tour. So the guests will arrive on Friday night and they'll go to a networking event where it's, the room's going to be filled with industry professionals, so business owners and employees. And our guests on the tour will be able to network with them and meet them and learn more about their career and their experience in the industry. Then Saturday morning, we have a cannabis course. Then the guests go out for a tour of a dispensary and a tour of a grow, and they'll have the opportunity to talk with the owners and some of the employees and hear about the operational and business side of the facilities as well as the ancillary businesses that they use to support them. Then Saturday night, there'll be a party. Sunday morning, we're going to have a panel where we'll have industry experts and guests will have a chance to ask questions of from what they have learned over the last two days. And then there's a cannabis cooking course. So it's really a fun weekend for students or job seekers to come out to Colorado, learn the industry in a hands-on way. You know, it's, it's one thing to go to a conference and sit in lectures and hear all about it, but it's another thing to come out and, and experience it live. So that's, that's the tour. Carson, for those who uh, maybe are listening to this, they hear Graduana, they're like, oh, that's a great idea. I've, wanted, I've been wanting to get a job in the cannabis industry uh, for a while now. I want to send them my resume. What, what's something that you see on a resume that maybe turns you off and puts someone into a no pile for you? What should people avoid having on their resume for you? Yeah, one of the things that really drives me nuts is when someone just says, I love cannabis. I love weed. I've had a huge connection with the plant my whole life, and I'm just dying to get into the industry. You know, so you want to use one of these companies to get experience in the industry, or you want to come and smoke weed. You know what I mean? We, we're looking for people that have the skills that the companies need. So that's great if you have a great connection with the plant and you are an awesome accountant and have these experience in the past in accounting and bookkeeping. Talk to me about that. I don't want to hear about your experience, or and neither do my recruiters, and neither do our clients. I was in a meeting actually yesterday with a dispensary owner, and he said that they are completely over the people that just want to smoke on the job, get high on the job. They are a high-end retail store that just happens to sell cannabis, and they are going to run it that way. They have systems in place, and it's not, you know, hire your stoner brother anymore. 
Carson, you're a young entrepreneur in the space, both really in your involvement with the cannabis industry and your youth just being post-college. Are you finding it tough at all to be so young and to start working with all of these companies? What are you having to do to kind of make sure they're taking you seriously? Yeah, I love that you asked that question because it's so frustrating. In the beginning, when I first started, I had business development written on my card. So I would say, I work for this company called Graduana. And in the beginning, you know, I I don't know if I should say this or not, but I I guess it's funny looking back. I would get asked a question and I would say, let me check with my boss. I'll get right back to you. And, you know, Google the answer or whatever I was looking for. So in the beginning, I was trying to act like we were we were bigger than we were. And that way to, to get have people take me more seriously. And after I had a couple really successful placements, had a great referrals, I'm just owning it. Um, yeah, I'm a young entrepreneur, but we do a great job. Now I have a, a small team behind me and I'm going to have a big team behind me at some point. And all of our clients are extremely happy. We find great candidates and, you know, Graduana is a great service and we're, you know, we're doing a good job. So now, have you guys experienced any turnover? I know you just have a couple of people, but you've been able to kind of hire. Uh, have you hired successfully? Have you had to learn from your own mistakes? How has that happened? Well, I, yes, I've hired very successfully. I haven't had any turnover problems. And yeah, I mean, I use, this, I use the same method, methods that I use on my clients. I use those same strategies for hiring internally, and it's been very successful. And I'm really, really proud of my team. I think you you might have met Allie, who was out in the show in L.A. I think she might have stopped stopped by your booth. She's a recruiter. She came out to L.A. with me. She's killing it. And I'm really happy with the team. I bet you I have. I would remember her mm-hmm. face. I'll, I'll perhaps get on the LinkedIn, and we'll all connect with each other after this. Great. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, what is on the horizon for Graduana? What should we see or expect from you guys in the next six months to a year plus? We're going to continue to take on a lot of clients and we're going to continue to help them find find great employees. What I would really like to do is to move into new states and sort of move with legalization. One exciting thing that we're working on that haven't you know officially announced yet, but is some new companies that are opening out of state really need experienced people from Denver to move. So for example, some of the new license holders in New York, they need an experienced grow master who's been in Denver working in the industry for the past couple of years to come out and help them run their business. So we're in the process of landing some clients to have people from Denver move, relocate, and work for these new companies and help them get off the ground. So we're expanding into other states. Obviously, here in Denver is, is a great base, but we're going to continue to expand and staff as legalization moves across the country. As we've mentioned a couple times earlier, you're hearing this podcast, Crystal Clear HD Sound, because one of our awesome sponsors, Online Marijuana Design. If you've been living under the cannabis rock, it's a plant. I don't know why I would say it was a rock, but that's how they wrote it for me. So that's how I'm going to read it. They're the absolute leaders in all things design, marketing, and branding. Contact them today. They're ready to help you out. Tell them Cash and Biz sent you for a free consultation, Online Marijuana Design.com. 
Com. Go ahead and check him out. Keep the lights on for us. Uh, Carson, just one or two more questions for you. I'm talking with Carson Humiston. She is the president of Graduana.com. They're connecting professionals with thriving companies in the cannabis industry. If you're interested as a, uh, a professional to get in the industry, like I said, uh, go back and listen earlier in this podcast. Make sure you have the qualifications. But if you do, send Carson your resume. Send Graduana your resume and see if they can hook you up with one of the many thriving companies they work with in the business. Now, if you had to ballpark, I guess, the biggest barrier to entry for people who want to get into the cannabis space, what do you think that is? Is it location? Is it lack of knowledge? Uh, What are you seeing maybe that's preventing people from being able to make that connection, which is why they need you? I think that a lot of times, you know, you go, companies will have a place where you can go online and apply. And the companies are so sick of getting hundreds of unqualified applicants that the barrier to entry of just trying to apply on your own is sort of steep. So working with somebody like us, submitting us your resume and then having you know a recruiter submit your resume to the company would be a way to avoid that barrier to entry. I think the, like we talked about, the overwhelming amount of people that want to get a job in the industry but are, that are simply unqualified going to companies' websites, submitting information about themselves. They might not uh, hire, might never even see it because they get so many. So coming through us and then having us screen you and us present you to a client is a way to eliminate that barrier to entry. So go ahead and send your resume to graduana.com. Like we said and like uh, Carson just said a second ago, instead of getting your resume lost in a pile of 100 applicants who are just you know hitting the contact us button on the site, uh, they can actually hook you up with a job that's going to be right for you, especially depending on your qualifications. Um, and I mean, that's going to do it for us. Carson, I think we got through everything we had talked about. Uh, fantastic information. I love your history and professional background. And I think it's great that you're coming from, first of all, a young entrepreneur, a female entrepreneur in a dominated space that's been male dominated, but it's moving to more of a 50-50. And then, like you said, perhaps even more of a female dominated industry. Uh, and I mean, your story, even though you don't necessarily indulge in cannabis, but you support it and, and you support the growth of the industry, I think is great all around. So thank you so much for being our guest this afternoon. Yeah, Tim, thank you so much for having me. That's Carson Humiston. Uh, She is the president of Graduana.com. One more time, they're connecting professionals with thriving companies in the cannabis industry. Check them out, Graduana.com. That's going to do it for us on the Cash and Biz show this afternoon. Don't forget to check out the app cash and biz app you can actually listen to the podcast while you read stories and get caught up on your information so it's a pretty sweet app okay uh it'll save you a lot of time being able to do two things at once and don't forget to check out our buddies online marijuana design.com online marijuana design.com as for this show it is over my name has been tim strombel we will see you next time right here at cash and biz Thanks for tuning in to the Ed Cash and Biz Show. Don't forget to subscribe to our feed and check out our social media. We want you to stay in front of the green rush.